0: Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner.
1: This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJAD eight hundred. Now you know all know me. I'm Cheryl Besner, your dating coach and founder of Solo in the City. But who you don't know is my guest host for today. She is a fantastic woman. Her name is Marsh Engel. She is an inspirational speaker, a single mom. Author and founder of the One Million Called, which is happening here
2: this weekend in Montreal. So, welcome to the show, Marsh. Thank you so much. I'm so revved about being here and uh, talking about this subject. You know, solo in the city and being a single mom. And I, I shared before the show. I've not done an interview that I can remember about. Uh, most of my interviews are about career and and business development so this will be a a great a great conversation for us to have and you know what it's a
1: really important conversation now the first thing i do want to say is number one all of you listening out there i want you to know this show was pre-recorded we did this on thursday because um it's passover this weekend so i do want to do a shout out to all my listeners who are right now at a seder um Happy Passover. And um, we did earlier on on Saturday, I will have attended your convention, which I was really, really excited about um, to be attending. So, um, And, you know, this is all about the one million called.
2: And this is something that you started when you became a single mom. I did start it. You know, I started my business from the kitchen table with two small sons next to me. And built a very successful marketing agency. Went on to build a 10 year movement called the Amazing Woman's Day that grew into the One Million Call to Lead. But getting back to that conversation yeah. about those young little ones running around, it's always so encouraging for women to know that as a single mom, there is an opportunity to have much more than um, what they may be thinking. You know, when I first became a single mom, I thought, oh my gosh you know what how am i going to manage all of this how can i be dedicated to my family dedicated to my children and my sons and be able to support myself and support this family and to find that answer was is very inspiring to know that yes we can be incredible incredible devoted mothers incredible rich lives with our families and we can run businesses and also have a relationship yes, someday. Yes, have a
1: relationship, absolutely. that's the interesting part to me. And this was um, a conversation that has been so uh, at the forefront, especially in the last couple of weeks, knowing that you were coming in. you know, uh, we grew up looking at the nuclear family, you know, mother, father, and two children. And kids kind of understood about relationships and the family from what we showed them, you know, the values that we instilled and how we interacted with each other. And now with so many people, I mean, the statistics are out there, how many people are getting divorced. um, What was interesting, and I, I found this a lot with the people that I was talking to and a lot of my clients, I would say to them, what kind of values are you teaching your kids now as a parent who possibly have teenage kids, who are trying to find their identity within starting to date knowing that the ideal that they had about happily ever after didn't happen for their parents and then how to take all this package it and then start interacting with people and the opposite sex and you know having a relationship and how we
2: date and that's something that we can give our children now and i think it's something that we many times overlook is that our our Sons and daughters are really watching us. They are. They're watching us and they're structuring their belief systems and the way that they'll f- move forward in their life. So we have a very, very important role, especially when it comes to dating. Right. Who are we inviting into? as a relationship, who are we inviting into the lives of our, of our children. And, uh, it's very important. And many times I think we think about it, but maybe not at the level of the importance that it truly represents. So I think we've undervalued how much. Right. Our, our, children's watching they're really watching us
1: well and it's interesting because I think even for myself when I was recent you know when I was first divorced I was like okay my kids are watching me they're going to scrutinize me they you know they don't really want me dating they don't really want me meeting somebody new um, you know it's it's kind of the, you know they look at it as a betrayal to the opposite person or you know they're, they're, they're not ready for it especially as a mother right as, and if you have a son they don't want to know that you're dating and kissing somebody else or getting into mm-hmm. with somebody else right so So it's very important not only on that aspect, but then to show, okay, well, this is how you treat um, another person. This is how you should have dialogue. This is how we should interact. Take your time to get to know somebody. And as a matter of fact, we put it out there to people Mm -hmm. to, to write in and say, what is it that you want to instill in your children? How is it that you're going to affect the way your
2: children relate and date? And I think while you're speaking, what comes to mind is communication is so important. And many times, perhaps, we steer away from communicating with our... Our children, we do, and sharing um, not intimate details but sharing in a way that they feel as though they're included in our experience of what we're
1: doing. So it's a matter of actually going from protecting our children from what our dating life might be because uh, you know your first instinct is keep it separate, don't talk about it with your kids, make and the secret almost, we, yeah, yes. and then. Yeah switching that Mm -hmm. and saying no, you know what, this is an opportunity they didn't see us when we were in our dating modes, they didn't have a role model for that, they only have the role model of other Mm -hmm. kids, you know other teenagers or other 20 year olds so this is a perfect time to say well, no, you know what, why don't
2: you consider doing it this way? And, and, yeah, I, don't and I think it's flipping it, too, and saying, you know, I'm honoring my value. I'm honoring something that matters to me and communicating that to our sons, our daughters, and having really clear conversations with them that say, you know, I am dating, but the reason I am is because it really is something that's important to me, and I, I'd like to reflect that to you, that I'm willing to live that level of, of value that I carry. Right. And that then starts to influence. I know you scrutinize is one way of looking at it, but maybe they just want to protect us.
1: Well, I think it's both yes. sides.
2: We want to protect them.
1: They want to protect us. So
2: that communication is the secret.
1: Right. But And it's also teaching them it's okay to be vulnerable to somebody else, right? We yes. have We have to give all these lessons. And it is an opportunity as single parents to... Give a different kind of lesson as instead of the one we thought we were going to be giving, you know, the happily ever after, um, till death do your part. Well, we would have liked that. It didn't happen. So here's the new way. Yeah, I love it. We're, we're given a new opportunity.
2: Yeah, a new lesson what, to teach us yes, what we're reflecting. Yes, I love that.
1: Marsh Engel is joining uh, me today. Uh, she is the founder of the One Million Called, which is happening now. Again, this is pre-recorded uh, because of Passover this week, but it did happen on Saturday during the day. And um, we're talking about how uh, adults can be really important role models to our teenagers and our twenty-year-olds in the relationship and a dating world and, you know, parental dating. I mean, we're going to share our knowledge. And interesting, I don't know if you've had this with your kids. They'll go, well, Mom, we don't talk like that now or we don't do it that way now. And then all of a sudden they end up two years later going, you know, I, I really do want a boy to just call me and not text me. And
2: I'm like, really? Yes, so, so yeah, Things haven't changed that much, right? <laughs> well, you know, what's fun, though, as you're speaking is, you know, I, my sons are adult men now. My sons, as, a, as too. Well, mom, one of I have mine. adult, yes, I have adult man. my sons actually, you'll love this, called a meeting, a family meeting, and said, so we really want to talk, we want to do a, a, a sit down with you, mom, and the conversation was, we've been talking, and we've decided that we'd like you to date more. Oh my goodness, I love Do it. you love this? I love it, we've I love it. We've decided that, and so now... I talk about this with them. I talk about, oh, I've met somebody new, or here's what, you know, they want to hear all about it. As So as adult men, as adult sons, they're very interesting. It's very, it's it shifted a lot. I love it. I love it. If you missed any of the interview with Marsh Engel,
1: you can listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or any podcast of your choice. So, go check us out. And um, coming up next, we'll be talking about the challenges of parenting and dating and what to share with your kids and what not to. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800.
0: This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Bessner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
1: This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Soul in the City. And again at the roundtable, I welcome back to my studio, Marsh Engel. Welcome. Thank you. Loving being here with you. So much fun. It is a lot of fun. And also now I am asking Richard LaPointe, who is the first vice president and investment advisor with CIBC Wood Gundy actually very dear to my heart as well, contributor as an investment and economic mentor here on CJD. Richard, welcome to the Roundtable. Thank
3: you for having me. It's exciting to be here.
1: And Donna DeLuca. She is a self-esteem expert, also a motivational speaker, and the founder of Be the Change Global, which is an innovative youth leadership program that teaches personal um, how to interact with each other as kids and grow into loving adults,
4: right? That's
1: exactly it. You described it perfectly. Well, welcome to the show, Donna. So this has been a lot of fun, actually so far, because Marsha and I were talking about how we are all single parents, And you know, once upon a time, we had our role as mother in a nuclear family, teaching our kids how to grow up in that you know, realm and now all of a sudden we have the opportunity to teach our kids something else. How do we interact as an individual who wants to grow into a relationship. And our dating experience, which some people hide from their kids, can actually be at an opportunity to teach. Right. So Donna, this is very much part of the initiative that you've started right within the school. So tell us a little bit
4: about that. It's really interesting that you say that, because I think the first relationship that needs to be developed is your relationship with yourself. hundred percent. We all agree on that, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So so it, it's a very big part of it. But at the same time, you know, when you're a teenager, you're also curious and, you know, the, the the natural thing of wanting to relate with others in terms of girlfriend and boyfriend or, you know, now we're dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff with, uh, you know, being gay and being transgender and all that. So I think youth today are really faced with a lot of more things than we were faced with. And I think the importance is, is really getting to the foundation of relating with yourself. Who are you? Mm -hmm. And then how do you relate to someone else? So I'm in this every single day, you know, the drama of it and the whole. And I also have kids at home.
1: Well, I think we all do. That's that's really why this uh, panel Mm -hmm. is so fantastic is that we've all gone through it. We've Mm -hmm. all gone through our divorce and now we're single parents. In my case, I'm going going through it. That's right. And you're going through it. And very interesting in this case, also, you are the full-time parent to your two sons, right?
3: Both sons, actually, in my case, I have a 16- and 18-year-old. They were old enough at the time we were separated to make their decision. Both sons chose to be 100% with me. No split, no joint, no nothing. It's 100% of the time with that.
1: So this is a great opportunity for yourself, Richard, also, especially with two sons, because you don't have the son worrying about, you know, (laughs) protecting the mother in this case, Mm because I have that, and and I know, Marsh, you were saying that, right? And Donna, you have that as well? Yeah, I have two sons
4: and a daughter, yeah. Yeah,
1: and the sons can be very protective of us when we're in the data, but you have the opportunity, Richard, to teach your sons how to respect a woman or a partner in a relationship. yes.
3: Yes, the, the 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 problem is the contentious nature of their, the kids with their mother, right? This is this is something I have to. This is something I have to deal with at right. the same time as I'm trying to re- rebuild my life, right? And I, I, I had the lucky good fortune of meeting a magnificent woman. I, I really, I, God came from the heavens and gave me a gift, and before I could really fully embrace this gift. I had to check with both of them. I had One of the reasons why my sons are with me is because I didn't hide anything from my kids. Mm-hmm. When things were going bad in the marriage, I talked to them about all aspects of it and what could potentially happen, what I was, was going to do, which was never leave. Many would doubt that that would have been sane. But having said that, I was not going anywhere, and I told them how things were going. And that transparency made them feel 100% comfortable with me and not with her, right? So that, that now, I, I've got to bring this relationship into the mix so the only way I knew how to do it was to be completely open and say to the guys, guys, look, this is happening do you have any objections?
1: So is there anything wrong? So you went into a relationship quite quickly. And now, Marsh, you were saying that you spent a lot of time. It was more about um, you know, being with your kids Mm -hmm. and growing your business and finding out where you were gonna do. And what about you, Donna? How did you maneuver this whole thing? Did you start dating right
4: away or did you take the time? I already know the answer to this. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually been single for fourteen years now. I made that that was a personal choice. Uh, I'm happy with the choice that I made because I made my children a priority and also my business was a priority. My kids were a priority and then they... But now I'm at a shift, I'm at a shift because, you know, they're adults. I'm, all, I'm actually a mom of three adults. I can't believe that. I'm, I keep on repeating that to myself. As, this is This for real. This is for real. Like, now what? So there's a space there. I'm happy that I invested time in my own relationship and my own healing. And um, uh, kind of modeling that to them, the importance of self-love. I'm really happy. I, I think I've anchored that within them to believe in themselves, to nurture yourself, to make yourself a priority, not in a selfish way, in a, in a very empowered way. I also did not model what does it mean being in a relationship.
1: So do you think that we have to um, give ourselves permission to actually get to a stage where they get, become adults to go into that? Or can we decide at a different, at any stage, to enter within a relationship? I, what you do you know, think, Marsh?
2: I, I'm feeling, as, as I'm hearing everyone speak, the key is that we're true to ourselves. If we're looking to have a relationship, we allow that to unfold. If we're looking for time to ourself so that we can realign with what matters to us, we can get clear on that and do that. And at the key and the foundation, it's so important we've been talking about, it, is communication with our children, so that we're, we're not only reflecting it and modeling it, but we're also willing to sit down and say, this is what's going on with me right now. Many times I think we've undervalued how sensitive they are and how tuned in they are to what we may be feeling. So to sit down and say, hey, I'm going to be really open with you. And right now, I think relationships could be important, but right now I am feeling like some time to myself is really what I benefit the most from. Or you know, as we've talked about, a relationship comes along, and we sit down and say, "Okay, let's be, let's talk about that, and see how you feel." So it's about communicating both with ourselves and how are we feeling at the time, what matters to us, and then sitting down with our children and communicating openly about what that is. We're having a great
1: conversation here with Marsh Engel, a motivational speaker and the founder of the One Million Called, as well as Richard LePoint, one of a single dads at the table, and first <laughs> vice president. And a financial advisor at CIVC Wood Gundy and Donna DeLuca, self esteem expert and founder of Be The Change Global. Now, very important in this whole thing is that, you know, I, I was talking with somebody, one of my clients, actually, and she was saying, you know, um, I have to prioritize my children and her kids are 18 and 16. And um, I, I what I did tell her is this, I, I understand that and everybody has to find their way at their time. Richard, Donna, Marsh, mm-hmm. we, we all have to do that. And, you know, take the time, whatever that means to us. But here's the kicker. We have these older teenage children, and I myself have a 15-year-old, and I have the 26-year-old, right? And you realize very quickly mm-hmm. that the 15-year-old becomes the 26-year-old in an instant. And what I said to her is, yes, you have to make your children a priority, but you're in a relationship now. And she was saying, well, how do I balance this? And I went, you have to you have to honor that relationship, mm-hmm. too, and your relationship to yourself. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about honoring the relationship to ourselves, it means also a relationship whether our children are sometimes ready for it or
2: not do you agree with that like you have to i agree i think it's it's so important that we model honoring what matters to us as well if we don't we get completely out of balance and then that translates very quickly into i'm not worthy to honor what matters to me.
1: And relationships so the, can't always re- be
2: put on hold. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the, I come back to what I said earlier. It's whatever we're feeling and we're honoring whatever that is, whether it be jumping into a relationship that is really meaningful and matters to us, or whether it be deepening our own relationship with ourselves, and that becomes meaningful and what matters.
1: And Richard, yours is not a dating scenario, no, it's I, a relationship. I, I'm, I'm, you you introduced it because it's a relationship. I've always
3: been a one man, a one woman man. I've always been. I, I I have no patience for dating. It's not my thing. But the one thing I just want to touch upon with the kids, especially 16, 18, 15, all of this stuff, these guys are really, especially if they're guys, they're really looking for independence. They really don't want to be told what to do. And when you're two parents, you can take the, you know, this is the way it's going to be at home. When you're one parent, it shifts
1: dramatically. Oh, you can't 100%. take the stance of you're doing what I tell you or else. A hundred percent. Okay, you know what? This is amazing. We're going to continue this. Coming up, more of the roundtable and parental dating and how to incorporate that into our new family norm. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800.
0: Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
1: This is your guide to relating, dating, and mating, and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City, and we're going to continue this roundtable. It's been a fascinating discussion here with Marsh Engel, who is in from L.A., and the founder of The One Million Called, amongst many other things, as well as Richard LaPointe. He is the first vice president and investment advisor at CIBC Gundy and single dad of two fantastic boys. And... Donna DeLuca, I love this, the self-esteem expert. I mean, what do we need more in our children's <laughs> lives than a self-esteem expert? And you're also the founder of Be the Challenge Global. Be the Change. Oh, sorry, Be the Change Global. Sorry, um, the founder of Be the Change Global. And so this is what I wanted to touch on. I really believe in this, and tell me if you would vote this in. I think that within the school system, high school, like I'm thinking high school, that we should put in, like, a social dance class as part of the gym um, itinerary because I think that our kids have to start really understanding how to touch each other and be physical within um, a very social way and how to connect again. What do you think about something like this? Would you vote something like that in that your kids would either do, like, some kind of etiquette and social dance class? I think it should be started
4: much earlier because we're thinking teenagers because we're thinking of our generation. (laughs) More like five-year-olds. Let me tell you, in fifth grade, they know way too much that, you know, we didn't even know like in university. So I think it needs to be started at a younger age for uh, for, um, the following reasons. First, how to relate with themselves, and then how to be kind to others, not only the whole, whole, like, you know, relating and touching and stuff, but how to be kind to others, how to be con- c- compassionate to others. You know, when you're in elementary school, you want someone to play with you, and they don't want to play with you, and then... Today is a big, huge problem with the bullying, bullying. right? So there is actually a friend of mine that the program is linked to be the change, which is called Dance Play. And it's exactly this. And we saw the difference. You know, they did it in the high schools, but when they brought it into the elementary schools, the results were even greater than in the high schools, because then you're preparing them and they know how to act in high school because by secondary four, which is the age that we're talking about, they are checked out. It's just too late.
1: Well, that's why for me it was something to bring them back into it because I I think you're right. It definitely, I mean, as far as the interaction and, you know, getting boys away from pulling a girl's pigtails, right? Because
4: that's how they interact when they're young, right? They they stick out their tongues at each other, right? Well, that was in our time. (laughs) (laughs) Now they have smartphones. So they do very interesting things with smartphones in grade five and iPods, and this is the reality. I, You know, there's been, um, last year there was a case of uh, 11-year-old getting accused of with nude pictures, right? 11 years old, think about it. This is reality. This has happened in our neighborhoods, not on the headlines and, you know, and across the world. This happened right here in Montreal. So there's a different reality. So relating is, um, I think it's very important. Uh, you know, they have access to these smartphones cause, so they can have access to the, they have access to the internet and they can find very interesting things on the internet. But they're doing this much younger than we did. What do you think, Richard, on this? Uh,
3: I got the opposite. I I would love to do this. I agree, much younger, uh, absolute, the social dance, get them connected. Today's guys have a much bigger challenge than what we just talked about. They are addicted to video games like no other generation that has ever existed. I mean, my sons, both my sons, I have two sons that are great kids. I have no alcohol, no drugs, none, none of that in my life. None, zero. Except... One of my two sons has never been out with a girl because he's into that stuff like there's no tomorrow.
1: I I, I have to say I have the same problem sometimes with one of my kids. Um, That's how he spends a lot of his weekends. And and he happens to go to a boys' school. And when I talked about it uh, to the heads of the school, they said to me, it's very common now the boys stay at home unless they're into sports. That's what they do. They kind of stay at home. They're a little more antisocial. And, you know, it happens um, as they get into grade 10 and 11. But the younger grades, that's what they do a lot. Versus the girls. Girls, they get together with each other and they go to each other's houses and they have their slumber parties and their sleepovers. And they talk, you know, about boys that they're not really... Dating um, till two o'clock in the morning. It's the boys they want to, you know, their they're Prince Charmings that they want to date, maybe,
2: right? So it's, it's a big difference between boys and girls as well, right, Marsh? I think there's a big difference between boys and girls. I did not raise girls, however, I lead a movement of women, <laughs> and so I have the experience of of boy, the way women are and uh, the way I know. Of course, now my uh, my two men. Now, what I'll bring up is something that's interesting that just came to mind: is that the girls that my sons have dated have always said, and and tell me what you think about this. We can tell they were raised by a single mom because the way they respect me is different. Their interest in more of a feminine side, like they love creativity, they love the arts, they love things that many times maybe, and I don't know, maybe by having um, a husband and a, and a, a traditional family, we may or may not have, had them experience I don't know possibly it's my sons it's possibly the way they would have been no matter what but the more than one of the girls they've dated and now they have beautiful partners life partners beautiful beautiful uh, relationships but wonder I'm wondering what is that that they experienced by being raised by a single mom that moved them or the reflection they received. I'm wondering, what you, what are you feeling from that?
1: Well, I'm feeling, you know, I, I have um, children of both genders, and um, some of them were out of the house or just moving out of the house when I got divorced. And um, it's interesting because my, my daughter, uh, you know, both my kids, let's face it, my older children had a little bit of a, <clears throat> when I said I'm going to start, Blogging about my dating life a few years ago, and and writing 365 days to find love, which is where this all started. Um, But then they realized, even through that, I'm very respectful. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not throwing it all out there Mm -hmm. because I'm honoring what a relationship should be, and I'm honoring the different ways in which we can learn to communicate. I mean, that's really what we're talking about here: is how to communicate these
2: incredible things for their partners, like they cook they both cook and they prepare meals. They buy beautiful flowers like their celebrations of their anniversaries are just incredible. They think about they will call me and say we're thinking about I was going to have a a masseuse come to the apartment and my one son called the other day and he said I'm going to have a masseuse come to the apartment we're going to do like massages at the same time and I think that would be so so I don't think he used the word romantic I may have said romantic but he said I think that she would really love that do you think mom do you think she would like that
1: well I think what they're seeing is or what they might be demonstrating is they're saying how do I want a man to treat my mother and then she's they're going oh I love that yeah I think that's what mm. it could be they want to know that they're going to treat a woman the, the way they want you to be treated and and I think that's why for me it's both like I I'm kind of on the both sides. But it's interesting that my daughter now calls me all the time for dating advice. Mom, what do I do? What do you think is happening here? I love you know, that. And, and <laughs> all of a sudden, that. it's acceptable. She can ask her mommy questions about dating because
2: I do this show all about relating but and dating. But also, I think, don't you believe that she's uh, feeling that you're supportive, that there's not judgment there, that you're a safe place for her to land with that question because she can open up and say what's in her heart and mind. And you're willing to uh, to listen to her.
1: Well, I think that's one thing we can all agree upon, um, Donna and Richard as well. Um, it's all about not judging each other and not even when it comes to when to start dating and when to introduce people into your relationships, right? Richard, sure. you're in a relationship
4: quickly. And Donna... You're still yeah my kids after 14 My years. my kids really think I really need a boyfriend now,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. you know what we we have to we have to get on this, and you know what? I know a few really good matchmakers, no, I'm in a relationship right now from a matchmaker. I met the gentleman I'm dating through a matchmaker i'm I'm not embarrassed to say it, you know, in the olden days, it was the lady who lived in your neighborhood, and now mm. it's uh. It's cool. I'm going to introduce you to uh, a couple people that I know. Anyway, um, I would love this to go on forever and ever and ever. And I think this is a conversation that has to continue how we really respect ourselves, respect our children, and teach our children how to respect their future partners, right? definitely well I want to thank you all for joining us Um, Marsh you're going to stay on with me we're going to continue a little bit of uh, fun stuff about what's going on in the city and how these uh, topics relate to other people Richard LaPointe thank you for so much for joining us on the show today great great pleasure and uh, ladies if you need a great financial advisor it's (laughs) one of the things I had trouble with when I became single I had to uh, readjust myself and Donna thank you so much Donna DeLuca Um, you are a wonderful inspiration to women and children and uh, keep going with Be the Change Global. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Coming up, we're going to talk about what's going on in this city and as well answer a couple of your dating dilemma questions. You're listening to Soul in the City on CJD 800.
2: Been so cold that I don't feel it all Scarred up inside so I built all these walls
0: you're listening to solo in the city with cheryl Vesner on news talk radio cjad 800
1: This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Soul in the City and Marsh Engel. This is the part of the show where I talk about what's going on in Montreal and we answer some dating advice so you can get in on this anytime you want. Oh, that sounds juicy and fun. It, it is juicy, juicy and fun. Well, but, you know, Soul in the City is a lot about dating, relating, mating, relationships and, and how we, you know, have all different kinds of relationships and how we go about it. But we also talk about ways in which to meet new people. So there's lots of things going on in this city uh, this coming week. And uh, one of them actually involves dogs, believe it or
2: not. It's, dogs is a great way to meet. The I, dog parks. Do you the, have dog parks in Montreal? We, we do. Lots we do. of them in Los Angeles. Uh, and, and you know, I, I even heard
1: stories sometimes where guys will borrow other people's dogs, <laughs> women will borrow other people's dogs, or children for that matter, and go to parks and walk. It's actually a really good idea. <laughs> it is. My, my older son used to take my, my younger son when uh, he was at McGill um, in his stroller down to uh, school. And, you know, it was always cute. All the girls kind of wanted to know who was in the stroller type of thing. So, Uh, fun way. So, SPCA is hosting Singles for the Cause.
2: Nice. Yeah, it's really
1: nice. It's a night and it's uh, dedicated to singles who want to mingle while supporting a good cause close to their heart. So, you can enjoy a salty dog drink of course, and all kinds of culinary creations. All the profits go to the Montreal SBCA, and it's happening on Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. at Nestor's on St. Hubert. So I know you're not from Montreal, but it's a really cool street.
2: You can go down there and wander around and uh, take in some sights and if you want. And be sure that everyone there loves animals. And yeah. be sure yes, they Yes, because they're li- I saw on Facebook the other day a friend posted that she'd met a new man But he didn't like animals. So this is the perfect spot to know that uh, it wouldn't be a deal-breaker. You're going to meet some people that love animals. It would
1: not be a deal-breaker. And on on that note, by the way, um, when you're posting things on, and this is a little tip for everybody, when you're posting things on your profile on dating sites and it often asks, do you have dogs or cats? Don't answer. Okay, I'm telling you all don't answer because sometimes people say, you know, I don't really want to date somebody with a dog or a cat. Now, if it's an allergy, 100%. But the thing is, sometimes you meet somebody and they have a pet and you know what?
2: You fall in love with the pet.
1: You fall in love with the person and the pet, Yes, right? So don't answer that question. Let them find it out down the road once they're, like, totally head over heels for you. Another couple of events, Speed Dating. I don't know if you've tried this, Marsh. Speed Dating. Dash and Date is hosting two events on the same night at two different locations to accommodate different age groups. So uh, one of them is happening at Industriale Brasserie Italienne. This is for women 27 to 37. Men, 28 to 38, and uh, it's $49, starting at 7.30. And at the exact same time, if you're 38 and over for women and uh, 40-plus for men, it's $55, and it's happening at Restaurant Rassoir. So two great speed dating events happening there. And then... Also Speed Dating and Mix and Mingle organized by Montreal Singles Dating. They're having a meetup group at Sheka Cafe on the same night at 7 PM. That's happening more like in the NDG area. So lots of fun things. And then last but not least, we have a foodie experience happening at the Culinary Institute. It's organized by the West Montreal 40 Plus Singles Group. It's a three course meal for $25 Friday night, six thirty PM. Great experience because you never know what you're going to be eating there, and it's always good. How so. fun. So many great ways to, to meet get meet out and people. meet.
2: Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Plus, it's gorgeous outside it now, right? It is beautiful it's here. It's beautiful. So, you know, this was a great show talking about how, as single parents, we can really give valuable lessons to our children. And, um, you know, we're not the norm family with the mother-father teaching family you know, mm-hmm. male, female, mother, father rules. We're going to teach something else. And we can really embrace that and show our kids how to interact as
2: an individual with a future partner or potential partners, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and we've been talking a lot about opening up that line of communication, which I think is one of the greatest values that we can reflect to our uh, sons and daughters, to be willing to sit down with them and listen to what they have to say and what they're feeling yeah, 100%. As well as express what we're up to.
1: Yeah. Um, I do want to mention, um, usually we talk about um, somebody uh, writes in questions and asks certain things. But this week, actually, we kind of threw it out there to people to ask them how they interact with their kids about dating. So a uh, one woman, uh, her name is Bridget, she wrote in and said, she tells her sons and daughter, always trust your instincts. You have a feeling she lied about where she was last night? She probably did. Works both ways, by the way, male and female, right? And it they she can does. both. <laughs> it does. Uh, she said, she tells them be respectful and don't do to others what you don't want done to yourself. So that's, I mean, it's pretty well standard, right? Great advice. Very good advice. And good manners, especially gentlemen, um, you know, your, al- your attitude will always be appreciated. Do heartfelt compliments, open doors. These things will make good impressions. So this is some of the lessons she's teaching her son. Nice. Nice, eh? And another woman wrote in. Um, she uh, says, let's see, this is from Ruth. I always teach My son, by example, when dating, falling in love can feel great. But you must remember, self-respect, setting boundaries and being loyal are key ingredients to having a healthy and balanced relationship with yourself and others. If those ingredients are not there from the beginning, both parties beware. Don't be in love with the idea of being in love. Have self-respect and set boundaries for yourself will always help you with your journey ahead in any situation. So that was her message for her kids. Kind of reminds much about what we've been talking here today. That's it. That's what we've been talking Mm -hmm. about. You know, it all starts with ourselves honoring ourselves and you know for anybody who missed the beginning of the show you know you can always listen to solo in the city on itunes as well as on soundcloud at any given time starting right now actually uh this show was pre-recorded this week due to the passover holidays so um we were in studio on thursday and since then um marsh your fantastic event would have happened earlier today right so um, I want to thank you so much for joining us in studio. I just want you to tell us how people can reach you and hear your show as well, because you host a radio
2: show. I do host a show. I host a show on Voice America Women every Monday. It is an Internet broadcast, which is fantastic because you can not only listen through... Voice America and Voice America Women, but also through iTunes as well. So it's your convenience. Tune in, and we uh, we have a pretty lively conversation that happens there. I bring in <laughs> yes, much like do. what you do, but we bring in uh, a team of, of women who have they're very uh, spirited in their opinions, and uh, we dive into a conversation about ways that perhaps we've we're holding ourselves back from being fully expressed in our creativity and in our success. And, uh, yeah, it's on Voice America Women. And, of course, you can always visit me at marshengel.com. And as well, as always, the founder of The One Million Call. Well, again, thank
1: you so much, Marsh, for joining me today. Um, you can join us next week on Soul in the City. We're here every Saturday night at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. And remember to keep integrating social solutions with our coaching events and our calendar and the dating site, City. Because it's all about the kiss. See you next week.